Welcome to the Gospel Everyday Podcast, following along with the Mariner's Church Annual Read. I'm Paul Hahn, and I'll be your host for today. This month, Murray has been taking us through the secret of the cross, in which Murray says is the foundational understanding that allows us to live as the crucified one who now lives within us. That when we understand what it is to die with Christ, we can better understand what it also means to be raised with him into a new life of love and joy in him. Today, we'll be looking at the reading from March 24th called The Cross and the Spirit of God. The verse of the day is from Hebrews 9.14, which says, How much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered himself without blemish to God, cleanse our consciences from dead works so that we can serve the living God? The writer of Hebrews here begins by comparing the old sacrifices of the blood of goats and bulls that the people of God used to sacrifice to atone for their sins to a new sacrifice, the new sacrifice given through the blood of Christ. The writer is saying that if these animals that gave their lives could sanctify and purify us, how much greater is the blood of Christ, the perfect Son of God, who lived a blameless life, who was and is God, how much greater is that blood to take away our sins? For the original audience and for us now, even today, this should move us into a posture of awe, wonder, and worship at just how complete, sufficient, and above and beyond this sacrifice is for us. The writer of Hebrews then notes a relationship between what Jesus did on the cross and the Spirit of God, or the Holy Spirit, which is the topic today. He says that it was through the Spirit that Jesus offered himself without blemish to God. We see here that the Spirit is what allowed Jesus to, one, live a blameless life, but also, two, to give himself in obedience to the cross. The act of surrender and submission to God in the life of Jesus was made possible by the Spirit of God. And so this leads us to the conclusion that the writer of Hebrews is making, which is that we too, by his Spirit, can seize our dead works or acts that lead to death, the sinful behaviors of our flesh, and live a life marked by service to God, a life of obedience, even to the point of laying down our lives and taking up our own crosses. Murray goes as far as to say that the most important work that the Holy Spirit did in the Son of God was to enable him to give himself as a sacrifice, a sacrifice that was pleasing aroma before God. And likewise, then Murray says that the Holy Spirit can do no greater work in us than to lead us to fellowship with the crucified Christ. This means that when we say yes to Jesus, when the Holy Spirit enters into our lives, one of the things that we can expect the Spirit to do is to give us the power and strength to live in obedience, to live in surrender. It's not something that we can do in our humanness, in our own human strength. 
No, instead, we must ask the Holy Spirit, depend on him daily, hourly, maybe with each breath, to be able to live in a way that exemplifies the crucified Christ in our lives. A question that Murray asks that I'm even asking myself now is, do we pray too seldomly that the Holy Spirit should glorify Christ in us as partakers of his suffering? In other words, how often, or better yet, when was the last time that you, that I, asked God in our prayers if we could suffer as Christ suffered? Not that we're asking God to to only live a life of suffering, but that we would even be given opportunities to be humbled as Christ was humbled, to serve as Christ served, as Christ served us to live a life with integrity and obedience to God's word at the expense of losing friendships, relationships, job opportunities, promotions, maybe even family? How often do we ask for what we think we need versus what God knows that we need in order to be more like Jesus? In complete transparency, I do not know the last time that I personally prayed to suffer as Christ suffered. In in all honesty, the reading today was convicting and humbling for me because I recognized that even in my prayers that are related to serving others or doing ministry, I am so me-focused. I am asking Um, for strength for me, for provision, for breakthroughs, sometimes even for the removal of suffering. And I don't think that this is necessarily a bad thing because even Jesus prayed for the cup of crucifixion to be removed. But the key was that even Jesus still submitted to God's will. And I don't know that if in my prayers, I take the time to consider God's intentions for me that he may be using all of these things, the suffering, the circumstances that I'm praying he removes, and maybe he's using them for my good to help me live a more Christ-like life, to help me be a partaker of Christ's suffering and carry his death in me, as Murray says. What would it look like if the posture of our prayers were, yes, to cry out to the Lord in desperation, asking him to intervene, but equally in a balanced measure, we also said, but not my will, but yours be done. What if we said, God, allow anything that is sanctifying me, even my sufferings, if it is your will? What if we ask God, for a filling of his spirit so that we could not only endure, but glorify Christ through our sufferings. Let's pray this prayer together today. Holy Spirit, glorify the crucified Christ in me. I want to receive that fullness that you intend for me. Amen. Thank you so much for making the Gospel Everyday Podcast an important part of your day. Hit that subscribe button if you haven't yet, and we'd love it if you could take a few moments to rate, review, and share the podcast. Tune in tomorrow for brand new content. 
If you'd like more information about Mariner's Church, download the Mariner's app at your favorite app store or visit marinerschurch.org.